Um, I think what we need to do is take what plans are there and really work to achieve them. I mean, everything we see just shows how challenging it is. And if we achieve them, it will, it will take a huge, enormous effort to achieve what plans are there. So it's much better to focus all our energy on doing that now rather than, you know, discussing again, are they sufficient? They're there, they're statutory. We know what plans are there, what steps need to be taken. We just need to start taking those steps. Look, I hope you don't mind me saying, Bridget, but I guess that's easier said than done. I mean, we have our climate action plan targets and we're already failing to meet those. And there's, indeed, there's been blowback or backlash from, from certain sectors for setting the goals that we, we have. Is there any sort of regular room for, for higher emission reduction targets? Well, I think the, the, when you say room for the higher targets, the targets that are there, are they too high? Is that what you're asking? Or are they, or should they be higher? No, you know, is there any point in putting them higher if we can't even get consensus or everyone to row in behind the targets that we already have that we're clearly failing to meet? Oh, no, I think absolutely. We need to, we need to just focus on the targets that are there and focus on, on meeting them. And overall now, the EU has been doing really well. They have been... You know, really, the, we're the only region in the world that has really been effective in meeting the targets. And we are, you know, 55% by 2030 is really feasible for Europe to meet. And a lot of countries are doing very well. Ireland is down bottom of the class. And so much so that we actually have had to buy carbon credits from com- countries that are performing well. You know, which is an awful waste of money. Not only are we not spending it on achieving our targets, we're spending it big to compensate for not having done it. So, but I think it's encouraging that other countries within the EU have managed to do it. And we can do the same here by taking very similar actions to what they have successfully taken. And it's, you know, it's simple enough, really. Well, but, and yet very difficult. You know, it has to be done in lots of different sections. The core things are we need to get our renewables on the grid. We need to have our, a huge change in our travel we need to get our buildings warmer and using yet less fossil fuels, our businesses similarly, and then also the efficiencies of the farms. So there's just a few key areas and key steps within those. And, you know, we'll be, you know, we'll be well on the way if we can just start doing that, I think. It is pretty depressing, though, that we have the highest increase in those greenhouse gas emissions while also having the highest GDP growth rate uh, at over 10% in that period. And yet, as you say, you know, we're spending the money on buying carbon credits from, from other countries that are that are doing better than us. That's yeah, really yeah. poor. And, 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 you know, obviously our growth, because we're such a fossil fuel dependent economy, our, you know, there is that link between our emissions and our growth. But if we can manage to decarbonize things like our energy system and our transport system and our, our industry sectors, you know, then you can have growth. You can still have growth and, and have a reduction in our carbon emissions. And I think that's something that's really worth focusing on, that there's huge benefits to be had for society by taking these changes. You know, and very much the people on the lower incomes stand to benefit most. You know, like say, take the electricity bills that everybody's getting in now, and they're enormous. They're a huge shock. But they would have been worse if we didn't have uh, the wind farms that we have. And they can be lowered again if we increase, if we achieve our targets for getting more uh, wind farms onshore and offshore and more solar power. And, you know, so, and that gives us energy security as a a country. So we're not dependent 
of what disastrous happen in places like Ukraine, you know, or what Putin or his equivalent decide to do. We have energy security and lower price. So it's a win-win. Bridget, your party's main goal, obviously, is to, to protect the environment. But is there a frustration oh. there that you're maybe struggling to get your message across or that not enough people are buying into it with, you know, in light of what we're, we're, what we're discussing, that we have the highest increase in greenhouse gases in the EU? Yeah, well, I think um, there was an EPA survey that was done the last year and some additional analysis doing on it. And it shows that 80% of the people are concerned, are very concerned about climate change. You know, it's then difficult to translate that into action. And in a way, people are feeling a bit hopeless and helpless and, you know, not really sure what can be done. A lot of focus has been on separating rubbish. Now, we could segregate our rubbish from now for 50 years and it won't make a, a difference of a 0.001 degree. Um, you know, we need to focus on our, our fossil fuel use, where we use oil, gas, coal, uh, all of these fossil fuels. And um, so I suppose, I think while, you know, in a way where people have said, I don't want to listen, maybe, you know, or I don't want to hear more about it, it's often because it's despairing. But I think now the recent Climate Action Plan gives me uh, a bit more hope uh, that clear actions are there. You know, there are targets, there are actions under each all of those, each of those. And also there's, as with all kind of plans, unless you're keeping an eye on it, you don't necessarily know it's going to work. So there is a system that on, um, on a regular monthly basis, the, the heads of the departments are meeting. There's a, another committee that's within the, the Taoiseach's department that is reviewing it all the time. There's an annual review by several different bodies to look to see, are we meeting it sufficiently? Do we need to change it? What needs to be done? So if not, previously we've had very, if you like, lovely plans and we'd be world leading, but we haven't had them as detailed nor the mechanisms in place for them to, for the actions to be done and for the actions to be monitored. So I'm more hopeful that the current way we're going about it is more likely to achieve things. I'm sure your party would like to do more in trying to get the message across about all of this. Do you feel that you're hampered somewhat or, or, or limited in what you can achieve because you're you're in a coalition government and you're you're the junior member of that coalition? I think the Green Party has managed to 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 do achieve quite a lot in while it's been in government, and it's very much a lot of things that are in keeping with the policy have been achieved, and would far better be in there making the changes rather than. Um, rather than sitting on the fence. You know, like I say, things like having lower fares, it affects a lot of people, you know, quite a lot. The grants for retrofitting, you know, the um, we have, in in Clare, we've really benefited from active travel uh, funding last year and this year. It'll be a five-year scheme where something like, you know, 4.5 million will be spent. Actually, there's a, a consultation underway, I'll mention it, for the Greenways between Ennis and Ennis Diamond, you know, which will really have affect people's lives and affect our ability to reduce our carbon emissions. So I think the Green Party, I mean, obviously, we'd love to be a much bigger party and at the next election it would be great if more people voted us in so we could have more seats. But I think uh, for the small party that we are, it's been a remarkable achievement. Really, the climate issue is, is, is really top of the list. Okay. It should be. 